seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You Cafe. If you would like to support me to continue making these podcasts, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash get to know you WTF. You can click on this link in the show description. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you listeners on last week's question and discussion. Last week, Alicia Waller and I discussed the question, why do our feelings erupt into creation? We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Joining us today on the Get to Know You Cafe is Amar Ilias from an upcoming episode. Welcome back, Amar. It's so good to be back, Tiffany, on your podcast is the third time I think I'm back on and um, I'm very excited. So glad to have you back. So earlier you were given the topic from last week's podcast to reflect and you've also listened to the episode. Prior to listening to the different responses, what are your thoughts on the discussion? This episode was very interesting to me for a number of reasons. The first thing being the Alicia, I think, is her name. Um, she's a musician and I'm not very big on music for some reason like my, all my friends find it weird and uh, ever since I was a kid I was more into you know doing other things like going outside reading and stuff like that and it was very interesting to hear someone who is living that life and it's almost like she thinks of music like I would think of running for example you know like I, I, I really like to run and I cannot imagine never doing that again so it was very interesting to see that parallel with her and it's so similar given the fact that I can I know uh, her passion for it because I have something else that I'm really passionate about similar to that way but it's also very different because it's in a totally different world and to see to hear her hear uh, talk about all of this was very interesting to me and I loved when she was talking about how music or you know most most of our musician friends they get into writing music or producing a piece of art because they were going through something sad at that time and you know you all were talking about why doesn't this happen when you're happy and that was a very interesting viewpoint and a thought for a thought point for me and it's something that I want to research and I even texted my friend about it he hasn't replied he's a very sort of this <laughs> philosophical person <laughs> and um, yeah he's yet to reply on that but um, it's something that I really find very very interesting and uh, yeah and I was listening to her music on the way back to uh, from work today and um, I had a very stressful day at work and I was listening to her music and I was driving back and you know without me realizing because it's the first time I've done it like usually yeah. I listen to music only when I'm sad or when I'm with my friends, right? I never listen to music by choice. Like, let me go, let me go listen to this song. And when I did it today, without me realizing, I started sort of bobbing my head, you know, shaking my head, you know, sort of having a mini dance to myself. And I was very surprised. I felt really uh, much better about myself afterwards. And uh, her songs are really, really nice. Uh, Soul was amazing, really. And uh, yeah, I, overall, I really enjoyed the episode and, you know, enjoyed her music even more. 
That is fantastic. I'm surprised. Number one, I, I remember you telling me before that you weren't a big fan of music. And number two, that it, that it inspired you and it made you kind of, you're getting into it as well, which you didn't expect yeah. for it to do for yourself. I'm sure it was just a matter of, you know, listening to the podcast. You're like, you want to understand the artist more. And you found yourself yep. like, you know, moving to the music, which I think is on its own. That's just amazing it's amazing that it did that i had that effect on you and uh yeah a great point that we did discuss about the uh, i'm sure your friend will get back to you (laughs) about the uh, (laughs) why artists create from more from negative emotion than they do from from Mm -hmm. positive emotion so yeah that's a that's a great um what was your thought about that when you when you did hear that did you think about it earlier or what was the did you ask your your friend the question like did you have a certain thing you were pondering on about it i was just wondering why is it that as humans are more prone to create or do something about when we're sad rather than when we're happy and i'd like to think that it's because happiness is our default state it's something that we crave so when we're happy everything is like bliss and rainbows and unicorns so we don't tend to reflect on that emotion much because we like what's happening, right? We enjoy what's going on around us. But when we're sad, time seems to slow down for some reason and we feel every passing second and it weighs down on us, right? So I think it's some sort of, as she said, some survival instinct where we want to do something to get rid of that feeling. And as a result, we sort of stumble upon this one thing that we like to do. Even running for me, for example, I found running because I was too stressed. And I'm like, hey, I'm really stressed. What do I do? I want to distract myself. Let me go off a run. And then I started really liking it. And now I can't stop, you know. So I think it has to be something to do with um, that desire to stop feeling that emotion and um, continuing to live life as happy as we can. And uh, which is why I'm looking forward to my friend to get back to me because he always has very interesting takes on every topic that we talk about. So I'm pretty sure he's going to come up with something different or something interesting. I'll probably um, forward his reply to you so you can, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. No, forward his reply. I'm interested to hear what he has to say. So we had a few responses from from our listeners. So I'll read some of these responses where people share their perspectives and raise some questions. So our first response is from Clarice from Lagos, Portugal. She said, when you think of this question, I think of feelings as a source of labeling emotion. Is it this need of labeling that hinders us from releasing emotion in more forms than one? I thought that was such a such an interesting question. Wait, I think you'll have to repeat the question. I need like um, um, you need time to go over yeah. it. No, no, I understand. Yeah, what I, you're I need to process the question. Yeah. All right, here we go. When you think of this question, I think of feelings as a source of labeling emotion. Is it this need of labeling that hinders us from releasing emotion in more forms than one? Ooh. You had warned me about these questions before, Tiffany, but um, <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> this no, is okay. very nice. It's yeah. very nice. It is very nice. So uh, my thought about this is that mm-hmm. I think a lot of us tend to try and well, we're labeling all the emotion. But we try and we, we usually label label all of the emotion as one thing. We try okay. and put it as one thing to be able to like maybe process it and release it. But if we don't label any of it, will that allow the process of releasing it, I think, a lot better? That's what I'm taking from this. 
if we if we don't need if we don't put a label on it, will that allow mm-hmm. the physical emotion that's happening to be kind of to just pass over? To just pass over without needing us to put a name to it as to what feeling it mm. is. Right, right, right. I hear what you're saying. My thought is that when you feel an emotion, I think that we pretty much can easily categorize it under the umbrella of I'm happy or I'm sad. You know, like I, I like to think that we have different feelings under the umbrella of being sad, for example. You know, you could either mm-hmm. be jealous, you could be feeling left out. All of these emotions are negative emotions, right? Or negative and positive emotions, we can say. Negative emotions. So when we feel okay. something, we we instantly know if the emotion is, uh, if the feeling is positive or negative, right? But um, we need to reflect on these emotions a bit better to really pinpoint what we're feeling. I think that if we do not pinpoint and really try to understand what we're feeling or what that feeling really is, we cannot learn to deal with that emotion properly because every single emotion that we can feel as humans is a lot similar to one another than we might first realize. And this is something that I have been working on on myself mm-hmm. uh, where I have realized like uh, over a very long time, I've sort of been bottling feelings up and not really talking about them. And I've tried to, I've tried expressing them um, in, in recent times. Right. And I've come to realize that if I feel something negative and I try to run away from it, I begin to sort of harbor that feeling inside me and in the long term it develops into it manifests itself in some other area of my life yeah. usually in a not really good way so, so I you're saying that you imp- need to label it for you to be able to mm. understand it and process it is that what you're saying yes yes because you cannot process something which you cannot label or which you refuse to label i think that labeling is a pretty healthy thing to do, in my opinion, because it, it it sort of illuminates light into an area of your day or of your life or of your personality, which is sort of bringing out this feeling in you. And if you yeah. cannot identify that part, you cannot work on it, you know, and then... Sure. I kind of get what you mean, but I think that the problem, sometimes I think the issue here is that I think a lot of people label them wrong. They wrong. They label something as something, but that's not actually what it is. I think, and then you're processing something as something, but then it's not actually it. So then it still comes out the wrong way because you haven't processed it the right way, or you haven't maybe labeled it the right way. So what was the point of labeling at all if it's going to kind of, if you're wrongly labeling something? Do you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying, and um, my my sort of my thought to that is. If you do not label, nine times out of ten, in my opinion, in my experience, it's going to be a negative result, right? So you might as well take the chance to label it and try to process it. And if you make a mistake somewhere, somehow, if you label it wrong, things are not going to add up, right? For me, at least, like I've had this experience a couple of times where I thought it was something and then it turned out to not be that thing, right? So things are not going to add up because, and you always have friends that you can talk it out with, you know, like that friend that I texted this question to, he's the one that I go to uh, with all my emotional baggage, basically. You know, I sort of (laughs) dump it all on him and I tell him, figure it out for me. (laughs) So um, I'm pretty sure, (laughs) like, we always can, you know, take the help of other people, your friends, your best friends, your sister, whoever it is, and um, it makes the chances of labeling 
in the right way much higher than if you were to do it on your own, basically. Sure. No, I like that approach when you're able to talk it out with someone. I usually take do the same thing. Like I'm someone that needs to talk it yeah. out. So when I talk it out with a few people or with a certain people, it helps me navigate to what it is I'm actually feeling or labeling the emotion. And I see what you're saying. Like sometimes, you know, help me navigate to where I'm trying to think, mm. of where, I, what, what emotion or what feeling it is that I'm, I'm feeling. And it, it does help me to talk it out. And that helps my processing. But I don't know if yeah. me talking it out necessarily reaches a point of labeling it. I think you can mm-hmm. process without labeling in a healthy way. Mm. That's, That's a very interesting point. I haven't thought about that before. Um, how, how do you process a feeling without because identifying it? Because you can explain the emotion, not the feeling. See, remember, there's two. Di- the emotion is what your yes. the physical changes and what's happening in your body, what's happening in your mind. Yeah. You can talk about the physical changes themselves because that is what you know. But you can also be questioned about maybe what it is that's bothering you or you can be questioned about lots of different things like i hear what you're saying yeah do you see what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. it's sort of like talking about let's say how how bad your day was and just dumping it out on someone else so that you feel better that someone else is sort of sharing your burden but not um understand not not, uh, processing what might be deeper or if there's something deeper than that you know it's just um sort of like surface level to make you feel better and uh, yeah, I think yeah, it is. De- it's definitely is possible, and I do think that's a very necessary thing to do as well. Maybe you might not be ready ready to process that feeling or process that emotion and or try to label identify it. it. You know, yeah, it just yeah, you just need to let it, yeah. it out. You just need to talk it out. Yeah. You need to express For sure. what it is you're feeling. Not what it is you're feeling. You need to just let out the emotion. And just yeah, for sure. For usually, sure. I I think sometimes we want the answer now. What is what is I'm feeling, and you don't know. Maybe you you figure that out in a in a few years. Yeah, because I've had that happen. Uh, yeah, to me. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes, you need you need time to process what you're feeling. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So our um our second response is from Sandra from New York. Mm-hmm. She said, "What happens when you keep a feeling in?" Such a great question, Alicia mentioned. And as you were saying, Tiffany, about because it is an emotion, which is an internal physical change that causes a feeling, I wonder if keeping these feelings in and not releasing a creation of a physical form leads to illness. Oh. What, she, uh, what, what Sandra did is she just basically described me as a person. <laughs> um because i've been bottling feelings up since god knows how long i have refused to open up to people because it 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 puts me in such a vulnerable state and it it scares me it really scares me and i've always thought that i'm strong enough you know like i'm really strong enough uh, mentally to be able to bear these emotions within myself and not really open Mm. up when in actuality i was sort of just running away from um opening myself up to my friends, for example, you know, like my childhood friends, people who I've known all my life, like we've grown up together, they don't really know much about me because I've always been closed off, 
you know, like um, the heartbreaks that I've been through, the problems that I've been through, the um, anytime I've sort of isolated myself, I would never ever give them reasons to ask why I was doing it because it always scared me, you know. And I've been through things in my life where usually they would talk to me about what's going on in their life, but I would never give that thing back to them. And over time, I've sort of given this feeling to them that I don't really value them as much because I don't really open up to them. I'm sort of a stranger to them, mm. you know, and yeah. what has happened is my social relationships in my life have suffered. And I find that all my friends are really close with each other and they're really, you know, they, they're really good with each other. And I feel like a, uh, an outsider in that group, even though I've grown yeah. up with them, right, because I refuse to open up. And things have been happening in my life where I've sort of realized this and I've been trying to change and I've been going through this. But I have never cried in my, I can count the number of times I've cried in uh, in my adult life, you know, because I always bottle things up. I never release them. And I've been trying to combat this and I'm trying to work on this and make myself more expressive, reach out to people when I've had a bad day and when, you know, when I'm having things that trouble me. And uh, yeah, it definitely, in my opinion, holding these feelings and not releasing them and not finding a creative output for them, an outlet for them, will definitely lead to illnesses because this has manifested into so many problems in my personality, the way I interact with people and all that. And I definitely think that it is highly important to your emotional well-being and your emotional intelligence and also your social relationships that you learn to communicate your emotions with those who are closest to you and be comfortable with being vulnerable. That was fantastic, Amar. And, the, you know, I think doing this and talking it out and actually being open and vulnerable right now and sharing this with me, that's a huge step. And being able to say, hey, yeah. I am somebody that doesn't, has been holding back and hasn't been able to release my feelings in a, you know, in a creative output. And so, yeah, no, absolutely. So do you agree with Sandra and saying that you think it would it leads to, phys to illness of some sort? Uh in my opinion, 100% yes, because I think, like, by our nature, we're sort of, we, we long for companionship. We long for people to uh, validate our feelings and all that. So when you decide to take on the world by yourself and sort of trudge on this warrior path where you're your own best friend and all that, um, it eventually leads to bad things because you miss out on connecting with the people closest to you. Mm. And there's always this gap, you know, you feel like you've known this person for years, but what do they really know about you? And what, what do yeah. they, you really know about them? Because you don't connect emotionally, you know? Yeah. And I think emotional connection is something which is very important to every single person. And one of the biggest obstacles to connecting emotionally is that you do not be vulnerable with that other person. Absolutely. What was your, what was your turning point? You so you bottle, 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 bottle. What was it bit like? I can't do this anymore. I need a, I need a, I need to connect with my friends. I'm feeling. What was that turning point? Uh, the turning point was it sort of happened over a period of time where I felt more of an outsider with the people that I've known my uh, known my entire life, you know, and um, I have found that. Like the more I spend time with them, the more I realized that we all we did together was superficial things. And I never really understood why. And 
I began to think that maybe they don't really like me and um, mm. maybe, you know, the problem is with me and my personality and, you know, maybe because they always talk about things they did when they were together. But when I'm there, that those things never happen. And so I was I was feeling very down. But um, then I had a call with this the guy that I texted this question to, who is, you know, the basically my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and um so we had we had a really really long conversation and he's been there for me um my entire life basically he for some, he's never been like sort of been put off by my unwillingness to share and uh, I hadn't spoken to him he he's helped me through some of my toughest uh, points in life and I hadn't spoken to him for over a year, year by the time I had called him you know that is how mm. I've always been very distant with people that I'm vulnerable to because it scares me for some reason so I called yeah. him up and I spoke to him and um so I you know I just sort of explained my um what I'm going through what I'm feeling and all that and then we had a really really long conversation he helped me understand a couple of things and um yeah I've been trying to work on myself bit by bit and I can feel I feel different now you know because I yeah. reach out to friends now and I tell them things about them and I feel different internally and uh definitely it's very scary to start opening up after 20 plus years of never doing that but if you have the right people around you, they will make you feel more welcome. And it's sort of like, next time I go through something, I know that I want to open up to these people because they made me feel accepted when I did last time. And um, I was very lucky to have these kinds of friends, even though I've, I have never really opened up uh, to them ever. But um, it's sort of like, oh, Amara is finally opening up. Let us welcome him now. You know, that's uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good so far. That's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy that you have that great support network and great people around yeah. you. And they gave you the time that you needed to be able to express your feelings and you were able to go to them and they answered the phone and they were able to, even though you haven't communicated for so, a long time, still hear you yeah. out and, and want to, you know, support you and, and be there for you and, and you be there for them. So, and establish and your a deeper connection. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, I'm very fantastic. lucky with the people in my life, so yeah. That's great, man. That's really great. Yeah. So our uh, I I want to say some a little point about this because I yeah, I actually <laughs> so I I I I do part part of me agrees with Sandra uh, in, in, in if we don't release this this uh release our our feelings in the form of creation or manifesting it into something else that it may lead to illness. I, I think some illnesses that I can think of already, like I think part of that is because of the inability to release the physical mm. emotions that are happening. Like I, I don't know, I feel like probably stress and anxiety and things like that probably are these different things that are manifesting inside of us instead of, yeah, being able to be released from us in a form of creation, and so yeah, I I hope people are able to find their form of creation to be able to release these different feelings and to also, as you said, know the people, make sure that you are surrounded by people that you have strong connections with to be able to do this. Yeah, and as you said, Amar too, it's like you can't you know you can't do this by yourself you can't you know it's, yeah. you you need to be able to have people who you can connect with deeply and release your different feelings it's not a matter of weak or strong yeah 100% for sure 
our third response is from Riza from Nepal. I just want to do a little shout out to people from Nepal because thank you so much, Nepal. You've been amazing. I'm uh, so pleased to hear that uh, I now ranked uh, 22 in your country. So I've listened to Whoa, listeners. That so that's so fantastic. Cool. So, yeah, shout out to Nepal. Um, yeah, so thank you, Risa, for your response. Um, so your question was, I was thinking with the question, why is it easier to create something out of negative emotions? I think there is a need to release it out of us, removing the negative emotions, whereas we want to keep the positive emotions in. And you were just discussing this earlier, uh, Amara, about your point was the same thing. So it's like, but... I think let's take it a little bit deeper. I think, you know, when she's saying this, it's like, okay, negative emotions, we want to release them out of us in some form of creation. And it's like we want to hold on to the positive emotions. We want to keep them inside Mm. of us. We want to keep that feeling inside of us. So in saying that, isn't it a little bit contradictory to the previous one where it's like whatever feeling it is, we need to release it in a form of creation, even, even, even those that are the positive feelings that's the part that i don't get because i initially arrived at the conclusion that the question the questioner did and i told myself that maybe it's because because when we're feeling negative we want to release it right but yes if you think about it i would argue that the majority of our happy moments comes because we're with the people that we love we're doing something that with the people that we love right and there are obviously uh, moments and things that you can do to be happy by yourself. But even that, you would eventually share it with the people that you love. Hey, I did yes. this today. I ran this much today. And that really makes me really happy. And it's a happy moment that makes you really want to share with the person that knows that will be proud of you. You know, and so I don't really know if happy moments just to ourselves because we tend to share it with the people around us and um uh, that's the whole thing you know these awards and all of that exist in schools and uh, in mm. universities and stuff like that when you receive an award in front of your friends or family it's a moment for you you know graduation is one of the most um special moments in a person's life and uh, though part of the reason why it is is because you get to share that with your family who's put you through college and um university and you know you get to uh, take your degree and show it to your family and all that. So yeah. um, I definitely think that happy moments are just as uh, shared as uh, sad moments should be. So I'm, I don't really understand why as humans we tend to create when only when we're sad. I, it's not that we only when we're sad. There are a lot of uh, poems and songs that people release when they're happy as well, when they're blessed, when they're thankful. But as uh, Alicia said, a lot of her friends started because they were sad, you know. And if mm. you see a lot of these uh, artists in their lives, they got they got into songwriting, they got into playing the guitar or running or something when they were at a very low point in their lives. So that seems to be sort of a common factor amongst all these um, athletes and musicians and um, singers, right? But that is a piece of the puzzle that I haven't quite figured out yet. Do you know? And I'm hoping when you're my thinking about that, shed light. yeah. <laughs> so when you're thinking, we're talking about that. I, 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 I don't think it's a matter of sad. You know, when you start something, you know, we're all kind of. I think this is what this is my theory. Okay, I think we're all kind of come into this world and we're we're put on a path that we don't choose because of we're children. So we're put on a path, mm-hmm. we're doing something else, we're going through experiences, 
uh, you know, based on our family life, our family upbringing, our family culture, and then we're kind of we start to go go into something maybe that we don't like initially, and then if we decide to or we we realize that hey, this is not me, this is not what I want to be doing, or this is not what I want to be, uh, or or we realize a change that's needed, and maybe the creation initially starts because of something stemming from uh, an environment or an upbringing or a or the past that's not something we chose. So it stems from something that is has negative emotion, but then when we continue doing it, we feel with positive emotion and it, it ends up being something that we continue because we've do, we're doing so well in it and it's making us feel fulfilled and mm. then we find reason to release the positive emotion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it makes sense because <clears throat> when you feel positive emotions, you want to keep doing what you're doing because you feel good, right? And when you feel negative emotions, you want to change something because you don't want to feel that way. And that might be why everyone goes through this sort of dump in their lives and they come up with a treasure. Um, People find singing, writing, sports and whatever because they want to change something. And uh, this makes them feel good. So then they continue doing that and then they become successful in that aspect, basically. So, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. That probably is why everyone starts or most people start in with negative emotions because they want to change something you know and they sort of stumble upon this one thing that they really like and um yeah 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 but i also do think that there's a huge danger in just pursuing that positive feeling positive emotion because when that positive emotion becomes reliant on this one thing that you're doing uh singing makes me happy so that's the only thing that i will do songwriting makes me happy so that's the only thing i will do something might happen that takes that away and all of a sudden what do you have left you know and i'm not sure if you've seen this movie that disney re- pixar released recently called soul yeah uh, it's an animated movie and it yeah. blew my mind like honestly it was <laughs> one of the best movies probably my favorite movie of all time because the guy is searching to be in a band and be a musician you know and he finally gets that position he's done with his first gig and then, oh, sorry to those who haven't seen the movie, by the way. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, <laughs> spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's done with everything. He's achieved his dream, what he thought he really wants his life to be. And then he does it. And then all of a sudden, everything goes back to normal, you know. And uh, there is a basketball player called Kevin Durant, if I'm not mistaken. He had the same experience where he finally won the NBA championship and... Uh, he thought it would feel different, but it was just like six seconds of happiness and then it goes back all the way to normal. So chasing that, just that positive feeling is not the most smartest thing I think you should do. But it definitely might be the reason why people start off when they're feeling down or when they're going through something negative because they want to change that. They find something, gives you positive vibes, and then that's how they excel in their career. Basically. Yeah, I think I think the key with it too is like don't think that maybe only one thing will make you feel good. There are many different things that will make you feel good, mm-hmm. and so take note and nourish and flourish and yeah, you know, for sure, all those things, not just one. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. life, you yeah, focus no, on the relationships that you built, and then things yeah. will just spring up. 
you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Focus a lot on of things them and, and make them exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Amara. It's been interesting hearing these different responses and people adding to the conversation. We always hear different questions and always like to say this point that it's not to say anything had to do with intellect, but we all have different experiences, come from different backgrounds, so we raise different questions. And it's also great for yep, all of us yep. to hear these different perspectives because it gives us a clearer picture. So thank you, Amara, for joining me on Definitely. the cafe discussion. Thank you so much for having me again. I was really honored that you reached out to me. After a very long time, I might add, uh, four, <laughs> four to five months of not um, uh, speaking to each other. So it's definitely nice to catch up and uh, yeah. be on your podcast again. And congratulations on, uh, I, I, I remember seeing a post, it was an achievement post, six months or um, one year, if I'm not mistaken. No, no. Of uh, getting to know you. Six months? It was a six month, but I haven't released a nine month one, but in a few days, it's nine months. Nine months still, so congratulations on that. I'm the first to wish you. <laughs> Probably, yes, I hope you. so. <laughs> but yeah, it's been wonderful being back on. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you came back on. Thank you for listening to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farag. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.